Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. You're listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. Come visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online, and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibitions, our blog and newsletter, view videos of our artist's work, and listen to artist interviews from this show. Today, our guest is Robert Endes. Robert is originally from the small town of Milton, New Hampshire, but has lived throughout the country as well as abroad. Robert's art has varied from hyperrealism to impressionism with an extensive and colorful variety of hues. He has painted and drawn mostly people and continues to find the human condition fascinating. He has also dabbled in some landscape work. Robert is shown throughout the country, and some of the shows he has participated in are the Oil Painters of America National Exhibition, Paper in Particular, and the Southern Graphics Council Exhibition entitled Genetic Imprint. He earned his MFA in painting with a minor in printmaking from the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville, and has taught for several different universities and community colleges, and he currently teaches art at Texas Southmost College in Brownsville, Texas. Well, good morning, Robert, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Good morning. Thank you. Well, we are happy to have you on the show this morning, and uh, let's start off by having you tell the audience just a little bit more about yourself, Robert. I don't know. I've been painting since I was since I was about 13. Um a lot of what I do, I've always kind of wanted to sort of bring back like a figurative art in a way. But uh, as I got older, I realized that a lot of other people were, were trying to bring back figurative art too. And then I kind of realized that maybe it had never really gone away. And I, I was just only seeing certain artwork. But um, but um, I've always interested in the, the human uh, figure, interested in people. Um, I think part of it, I, I have especially early, early on, I had a lot of anxiety and, and just uh, trying to sort of relate to people through images, maybe, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, depending uh, what I was trying to relate to them, you know, how I was trying to relate to them. I'm not really sure. Maybe just sort of communicate um, who, who I am sort of as, as a person. Um, but it, it's always come down, you know, I've always sort of felt like I, that there's, I have a sort of a, a fascination with color and the, the way colors work and the, um, you know, bright colors, um, you know, uh, and just, just trying to represent um, something about, something that captures like the, a, a real person, you know, uh, in, on the canvas. 
Robert, you said you started painting in your teens. Was there a defining moment uh, when you knew you wanted to be an artist? Um, no, there there never was necessarily. <clears throat> um, my father really was the inspiration. He took us out when we were kids, and we go. This is in New Hampshire, um, and we go out back uh, to uh, like paint, paint in the fall. You know, like the fall foliage mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, and. Uh, mm-hmm. And I and I just sort of started looking at a lot of art books. My parents had a lot of art books, and uh, I started trying to copy paintings, um, which I guess a lot of a lot of artists do. They copy a lot of art, a lot, a lot of paintings. Um, and then there was no real defining moment. It was just something I, I did, and I felt like I was, I was good at. Um, and then I got to college, and it just at some point um, I it just kind of fell into place, like you know. I mean, I was kind of afraid to to, to major in art because of, you know, all the, um, basically, you know, always hearing it's tough to get a job. The first thing people ask you is, you know, what are you going to do with that? Um, mm-hmm. But my uh, a lot of it was my parents were actually uh, very supportive of, of me uh, doing that. And I, I really hadn't even, I had thought about it, but I wasn't really taking, considering, I was trying to find something else that I wanted to do and I, I couldn't find anything. <laughs> and then, and then, basically, I started, I started taking art classes, and um, it's just something that you know I naturally enjoyed, and uh, so it's, it's really it's like it's 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 kind of my kind of my only option, but it's cause the only, just because it's the only thing I I feel like I enjoyed, you know, and um, I was it wasn't a lot of work, it was more it was work, but it was still something I enjoyed as well. Mm-hmm. So that would be the fi- defining moment, I guess, in early early college. Well, your art is very colorful. Um, tell the audience where you get the inspiration for your art. Um, as far as like a lot of, uh, there's a lot of artists. I think I, um, I've actually gone through phases where I'll, I'll look at certain artists and then I'll, I'll from like the early 1900s, and then I'll go through a phase where I'll look at arts from arts from the Renaissance, and then I'll go through a phase where I'll look at like German Expressionism. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually have a lot of influences. Um, looking at my art on online, I have it in front of me. Um, the, it, it is there is a sort of a similarity and a sort of a bright color um, similarity. Um, at a recent show, I one of the more recent ones I did I actually had a fairly dull colors. I'm, I'm trying to kind of experiment with dull colors and bringing out like a bright color. Um, like Thomas Eakins is, is somebody I was looking at. Um, but there's just a range of influences. Um, I'm trying to think of like you know Van Gogh is one that's always been um, an influence. I don't know you know it doesn't necessarily show through. Um, Fauvism, uh, Matisse, and, you know, and Fauvism that whole movement. Um, Van Dungen, who's a Fauvist. Um, uh, some of these were almost some of the newer ones are almost sort of surreal in a way. Um, so I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of artists. Um, and then some realists like Sorolia, um, uh, or he's just a realist. I think that's what I said. Um, a lot of like, there's a Spanish modern. I have a book on Spanish modernism, which has a really bright colors. It kind of, kind of when just photography kind of come into the, the scene, and so the figures got very realistic, but the colors got more intense. Uh, the colors got really intense because they were getting new pigments. So, um, so I'm using kind of those intense colors, but I also want to uh, 
get get sort of uh, the, the the drawing really good as well, which is kind of uh, like Van Gogh said, you always have to have the drawing really strong for the art to be. Otherwise, it all kind of falls apart. So um, sometimes the drawing is looser than other times, but I I try to get a, a pretty firm you know drawing in there. Um, but as far as like personal like inspiration, uh, a lot of it's actually from traveling, um, different places. So uh, just just finding find things that interest me, uh, color wise, uh, subject wise. Uh, I've, I've been in, interested in just kind of the, the a lot of people together, but not really interacting. Um, a lot of um, my paintings seem to have people sort of together, but. Uh, kind of makes it intriguing kind of without them sort of interacting like they're all sort of thinking they're all sort of off in their own thoughts sort of well robert when uh once you've had your inspiration now do you work from a sketch or do you take a photograph and uh, work from your studio or do you tell the audience how you the process that you go through then in your painting process well, well, all the ones online um, are from photos. I, I'm lately I've been working more from life. Um, I feel like it's important to work from life um, because uh, photographs abstract the colors. Um, they abstract the colors. They kind of flatten things. Um, so I, I think it's important to work from life so you, so you know you know when you're abstracting things. Um, but the ones the ones on the site are from uh, and and a lot of them are from pictures. Most of them um, and a lot, a lot of what I try to do is uh, a lot of these are quick. A lot of them are done quickly. Um, so the, the, you know, the more you sort of build up paint, then and usually naturally gets sort of darker. So I want the sort of the light of the canvas to show through to kind of uh, pop the colors a lot. Um, but I, I usually, I usually do work from from pictures. Uh, uh, and again, like lately I've been sort of returning to working from life. One of my dreams ultimately is to do some. Uh, some portraiture work, you know, like I just don't feel like I'm quite uh, ready to do that at the moment. I don't know. It's uh, it's extremely difficult. So, you know, I um, so that's one of the things I'm working towards in a way, I'd say. Um, but, uh, you know, I, that's maybe modest to some extent. I think I could probably do a fairly good job with it. But uh, but the, the photographs um, provide provide something that I can base, you know, they're, they're, they're based off of them. They're not an exact uh, interpretation. I don't try to copy every little thing. So it gives me something right. to, to start with, and, and then I can kind of, I can pull out what I want and leave, leave out what I want and that sort of thing. Now, what's your uh, medium of choice? Are you an oil painter predominantly, or do you use some acrylics? Uh, I'm an oil painter. I've done underpaintings with acrylics before. Uh, I've done egg tempera. Um, egg tempera is, you know, very difficult. Um, mm -hmm. I've done just a little bit of that. But basically, oil colors, um, I I don't know. I think that there's a, a reason so many people use oil colors. Um, they're, they're more intense colors than acrylics. They're, uh, they, I think there's actually, I think there's more of a range of what you can do with them. Um, acrylics, you know, they dry too quick. Um, I mean, there's there's things you can add to them. Um, the, just the, the colors in, in oil are much richer. Um, the, the oil uh, can actually take on more pigment than than the, the sort of the liquid 
plastic um, that they use they use with acrylic. It doesn't take in as much pigment. So since I like the sort of the strong colors and um, I, I feel like I get more of that with the, the oil painting. But I also just, you know, I struggle with acrylic because I'm so used to oil painting. So going going to acrylic now it would be like, uh, it would be a challenge really because it's a whole different set of rules in a way. So, so I've always just I've painted with oil. A lot of the the artists I admire painted in oil. Um, so you know, in the from the Renaissance, uh, Renaissance art really took off. I feel like when oil painting started. So, um, so a lot of the people I'm fascinated with, the people, the, the things I'm looking at were done in oil. So. Um, so I, to, to sort of get, get what I want to emanate some of those artists, you know, um, I, I, I tend to be uh, attracted to oil painting. Well, then once you started painting, uh, Robert, on average, uh, how long does it take you to complete that piece of art? Well, that's, uh, that's a good, interesting question. It depends. Um, most of the, the art on the, the contemporary online, uh, site, um, we're actually done fairly quickly. It's interesting the ones that that are on. I mean, these are actually ones I did fairly quickly. I don't, it's not always the case. I actually seem to go back and forth. Um, I, it's almost like I I can't decide sometimes if I want to do one or the other. But ultimately, I think it's going to become a mix of both. It, it already has, you know. But sometimes I'll take like a hundred hours, and then sometimes I'll take six hours, you know. And, um, a lot of the ones on, on the site took took somewhere between like six and twenty hours, I would say. Yeah. That's but, pretty, but that's very quickly for oil painting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're done. They're done that way so that I can get this sort of uh, the, the bright colors. You know, I want it, mm-hmm. I want just a quick layer of color um, so that the, the light under the, the white underneath it shines through. Um, so, the, but the ones I've done that are longer are much more realistic, a little more detailed. Um, Paris Lunch, I was one on the site. That was a, a longer painting. That took that took a bit longer. I would say actually that took, yeah, that took quite a bit longer. That would be, that might be more like fifty hours. Honestly, looking at that now, that, that took quite a bit longer. Well, Robert, we're about at the halfway point here of the show, so it's a good time to take a commercial break. And when we come back, we'll talk about uh, in detail a couple, three of the paintings that you do have on the gallery. Sounds good. And I want to let our listeners know that you can view and purchase Robert Andy's artwork by going to ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com, click on the Search Gallery tab by the artist's name, and follow that to Robert Andy's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants. So if you're an artist seeking gallery representation, click on the Artist Member Corner and follow the prompts under the Member Application Process tab. And if you're a designer, architect, or just a lover of great art, who believes art can turn a house into a home, then come visit us and review some of the wonderful art created by some of the finest artists from around the world. You can search by style, medium, color, size, or, of course, by the individual artist. And again, to view Robert Andy's beautiful art, just click on the search gallery and then follow the prompts to Robert Andy's name. Well, Robert, let's start off. First of all, uh, there's really, I would say, two styles of art that that you have on the gallery. Um, 
Okay. Why don't you uh, kind of tell the audience about the two different styles that you have here on the gallery? Well, um, I guess that's what I was was saying. I, I I don't know exactly what other people see when they look these. I actually see these now as being more similar than I did. Um, I think at the, when I painted them, but the, the, mm-hmm. there's the more sort of defined style. The um, one's called Park Renee Legal, and one's uh, Paris Lunch. Those are both more drawn out, more defined. And then um, mm-hmm. Afternoon Luxembourg Park as well. And then um, some of the newer beach scene ones are, are just quicker. Um, I actually I, I sort of lay out oil with with just color on it on the canvas, so it's like a wet canvas. Mm-hmm. Then I just start I start going into it really quickly. Um so I get the colors down, I get the bright colors down very, very quickly. Whereas the other approach I, I, I take more of a standard procedure where I, I'll do an underpainting of maybe a brown and then I'll I'll build up the colors on top of it. So it's much more of a traditional sort of approach. Um I, I go back and forth, you know, you know, with what I want to do. Um that's maybe just part of my personality. Um <laughs> So yeah, so I don't know. Um, I, I that's what I that's how I would describe them, though. You know, um, but you know, I look at them now, and there's there's similarities at the same time. There's there's uh, mm-hmm. I think the the choice of color and um, you know having it's been a, a year or so for, for that I've done most of these paintings, uh, some a little bit less, but some some two two or three years, and um, I, I can see a similarity now more than I, I could before. There's a there's a certain um, color kind of scheme, I guess. Yes, there certainly is. Well, let's uh, let's talk about beach scene three in particular. Uh, what was the inspiration behind that painting? So yeah, in, in beach scene three, um, I, there's a you know I don't know if it was if it started that way or it just kind of ended up that way, but there's a uh, there's a little boy in it that reminded me of sort of a, a ghost from uh, Antonio Lopez Garcia, one of his works. Um, where there's sort of this ghost that was floating along the wall, sort of the superstition uh, of, you know, a family and believing in ghosts. And I think that's what it was about. But so the, the way the kids kind of disappears in it is kind of ghost-like. And I, I really, I really like the kind of fading in, fading out. Mm-hmm. Um, something about the, the, the way that the figures kind of disappear and, and, and reappear in the background a little bit. Um, the colors, the, the bright, the bright green on the the woman who's sitting down, um, the one in the front with the bright red, uh, Chinese complementary colors there, you know, the, the red and the and the green. Um, again, the interaction where people are are there together, but they're they're all they're all sort of in their own space and they're all sort of thinking about their own uh, situation. You don't know what they're thinking. I, you know, I hope people look at it and they start to wonder, you know, what what they're thinking. Um, hmm. Um, I wanted to capture the uh, the feeling of the beach, the, the sort of the because the person in the front, sort of out in that that area where the water's periodically covering that area too, so it's still real wet, and it's the the chair is kind of sticking into it. So I wanted to try to capture that. I want to capture like the bright uh, the, the the bright blues, um, and it's tough to do that without putting this paint just real directly on there. Um, and not going over it several times to get that. It's more of an impressionistic approach, but um, that's that's a way to get that. Um, just kind of put it on real quick and, and thick. But yeah, just the atmosphere. It's real hazy here in uh, 
Brownsville, Texas, the uh, as things go back, uh, they, they tend to get duller really quick and grayer because of uh, there's so much humidity here. So mm-hmm. I, I, I was thinking about that too, and the way that the kids kind of the child's kind of fading out a little bit. So I, I is interest in that just um, uh, just an interest in the local, um, you know, the, the colors out there too. The co- you know, with, with what people wear on the beach, they're like these like day glow colors, and, and so that was that was one of my interests in, in, in painting something from out there. Well, it is a very colorful and uh, beautiful piece of art. And then another one that you did like, along similar lines was in El Oceano. Yeah, and I hope that's the right Spanish translation. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's, I, I meant I meant in the ocean, and I think I, I think I got it. Um, <laughs> Um, but basically, it is similar. Um, the way they sort of fade out, the people sort of fade out in the background. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of just experimenting with 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 getting this really in focus area on a piece, and then and a lot of what I do is technical. You know, um, to, to be honest, a lot of what you know, I'm, I'm concerned with the technical, both both color, uh, the layering of paint, and um, just sort of looking at old, uh, how old, old artists, older artists painted. Um, so I wanted to get like a focus in the foreground. You know, it's one thing you can do with painting is you can try to blur out the background to bring focus to the foreground. Um, so, but I want, so I wanted the characters to be kind of mysterious in the background. Um, it's another example of uh, people kind of going in different directions, but not necessarily relating to one another. Everybody seems to be kind of going in a, Everybody's looking in a different direction, sort of going in a different direction. You know, I, the colors are, are colors I like. Um, that's, you know, I chose a picture with colors I like, and then I sort of mm. chose to exaggerate what I wanted to exaggerate. Um, and and I, I tried to keep it as as um, if I laid something down, I didn't want to. I, I wanted to keep these quick, so if I laid a color down, I wanted to just leave it down. So you get those the bright the bright. Uh, green of the shorts on the, the little kid mm-hmm. and the bright red mm-hmm. of the shirt. Um, and just, I just put it down, slayed it, left it down. Um, so it wasn't like fussing with it. Um, and I wanted people to sort of make up their own, I, their own sort of scene in a way without doing a lot of detail. I, I tried to capture, and I think I did, I did capture sort of the um, reflections of water and the light um, without, right. without doing a lot of detail. You know, it just kind of uh, happens because I um, there's like a wolf con painting. I've, I've gone over. I, I teach an art class, and I was going over it today. And he said that you know it's good if somebody can figure something out. It's not a direct quote, but basically, if somebody has something to to figure out themselves, it becomes more interesting. So you know, I'm hoping that this um, it does to me anyway that it um, you, you sort of create the the waves and the, the atmosphere, even though there's not a whole lot of detail in there to, to show every wave or every, you know, everything. Well, you're right. And I, I like that piece in that, you know, there is, it's, it's all so subtle, but I mean, you do see the waves and you do see a yeah. reflection in the water. So, yeah. And then another piece, it's, uh, I would say a little more on the realism side would be Paris lunch. Yeah, um, that this one was kind of it is more realistic. It is more sort of worked out, um, more detailed. Um, the part of what I was doing with this is I wanted to make there's like a there's like a little red 
uh, I would say it's like a wool jacket in the front. Um, and I, I wanted to, it was kind of like a, a tongue in cheek joke where I, I kind of wanted to make that like the, the focus. And, and I take all these people around, yet the jacket really stood out. And I, so it was kind of, that's part of why I did. I thought that would be sort of fun to, to play with. Um, and it, you know, and it does, it does kind of become the focus when you have all, and you have all this other interesting stuff going on. Um, but, uh, this is a, Another one where the, the, the people are sort of uh, sort of off in their own spaces, uh, very introspective. That I often feel like I make things introspective. Yeah, there's just you just kind of wonder what's what, what they're talking about, or really they're not talking about anything. I think, but they're off in their own sort of world. But I, it also gave me there's some fun things in it. I, I wanted to experiment with like the hand holding the apple. Um, it's just it's kind of uh, it's in the back a little bit, but. Um, the hand over the chair, I got to sort of define the hand. Um, so the kind of technical stuff that was fun to, to, to do, um, they, they were just like, uh, I, they were just sort of outside eating lunch. I just took a picture of them. So, um, but, but I guess I, it's like I make up my own sort of story to it to make it, make it interesting. Well, Robert, it does sound like, um, that you have a lot of, uh, interest in art uh in that what you you see art that you like uh then you um like trying to paint that yourself i guess it would be one way of putting it yeah and you mentioned that you're a teacher uh, teaching uh, art in in college is that correct yes and now do you in do you enjoy teaching art I, I do, I do. Um, you know, it, at first, honestly, it was like something I, I felt that I kind of had to do, um, you know, to get by. I mean, I mean, because it's tough. It's tough to just sell mm-hmm. your artwork and make a living off of that. So, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I'm very, I'm very shy of sort of anxiety, uh, <laughs> even before class sometimes. But, but the, it's rewarding kind of because of that, because I get myself up there and I, I push myself through it. So it's very sort of rewarding um, because of that. I, uh, I te- I'm teaching painting right now and mm-hmm. teaching. The thing about teaching is uh, it's almost like you're, you're going through the process of what you would do when you make the painting. So I'm learning a lot just mm-hmm. from helping them because I have to go through the pro- I have to kind of imagine what I would do in that situation. So a lot of it's kind of, you become mm-hmm. kind of a creative thinker while you're teaching. So you kind of you're kind of learning while you're while you're instructing, and so that kind of keeps me keeps my brain sort of creatively thinking while I'm at work. So it's so and then the other class I teach is art appreciation right now, which is uh, just basically an art basically art history, and then and then just why artists are, are artists, like um, what mediums they might use, what inspires them, why people become mm-hmm. artists. So that one's more, it has a lot, to, it covers a lot of paintings, a lot of uh, different paintings. So um, so that keeps the art history kind of fresh, you know. It's, it's stuff that kind of, I'm glad in a way because I didn't want to, I, I like art history and I, it's, it kind of keeps me up to date on that. It keeps me, you know, it's kind of a pre- professional development in a way. Um, so... Um, and I like I like uh, sometimes things a lot of times things things go well you know sometimes I have bad classes at the classes that don't you know people are rude and 
but uh, I think for the most part, um, they're, they're, they're good. They're good kids. I work at a community college, so um, I don't think they, they probably wouldn't want to be called kids necessarily. But um, they're, uh, you know, they're, I mean, they're 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 young. They're adults. Um, they're, some of them are eighteen. Some of them are, but some of them are in, in their forties. It's you know, community college is a real mix. Um, mm-hmm. And some of them really, uh, really do get involved, and so you, just feeling like you, you know, the feeling like you've accomplished something uh, in their life, or you've cha- maybe made them think, or um, maybe you get in someone interested in art. It really, it really is like uh, sounds cliche, but it really is re- rewarding to, to do that, mm-hmm. to kind of make someone uh, enjoy art, or, or or in some way, sort of they get inspired by something. Well, that is uh, that is a, a good thing, uh, get, getting people interested in art, uh, especially when over the years we've seen, especially in uh, the public school systems, uh, art disappearing from a lot of the curriculum. Right. Um, right. That's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, they used to use art, you know, um, this is part of what I actually, I got from that art appreciation class, one of the things I talk about. Is they used to kind of use art in schools as before cameras. They they, they had to, they had no other way of communicating visually than to to draw something. Um, mm-hmm. So you know you know you didn't have a photograph. So if someone wanted to to show a picture of their dog to somebody, they they drew out their dog or something. Or, so mm-hmm. there was like this whole different this whole different level of of skill and drawing that's kind of been lost because we now rely so much on on images that I mean not that. Photographs are, are, are can be art too, but um, mm-hmm. but sort of the the I think there was a one time ability to, to explain yourself through a drawing, and I don't think people can do that so much anymore. They can't really depict something that they they want to 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 explain something to somebody or to show somebody something. So that's kind of mm-hmm. lost. I think that's why a lot of people think it's, they don't think it's as important, you know, with all the the pictures out there. Um, right. But I think, yeah. But it is, it is. It's, it's important. It gets, uh, especially to creative students. Uh, it's, it, I think people should do uh, what they love. So. Well, Robert, we are getting close to the end of the show, and one of the questions I do like to ask our guests is advice that they would have for uh, someone new getting into the art world. It, it's tough. You have to work at it. Um, it takes work. Um, you know, whether, you know, you go sort of the, the route where you, I mean, I think at some point most artists end up teaching, whether it's private lessons or uh, in a college, I think there's some, there's usually some kind of teaching involved. Um, you know, the, again, the teaching is very rewarding. Um, you know, if you're, if you're going to work strictly as an artist, you're going to have to work, you know, several hours a day every day. Um, and you're going to have to be able to, to market yourself. So it, it, not to scare anybody away, but, you know, it's tough. It's a tough thing to do, but it's it's very rewarding because of that, um, and it's 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 worth kind of the you know what you put in you get out of it. And I I've learned a lot. I've um, I I don't know. I'm just you you become sort of proud of what you accomplish, and you you uh, it's it's all without without somebody kind of telling you what to do. You get to sort of do your own thing, and um, you don't have sort of this. Um, it feels less like a job, I think. You know, you get you get to kind of create something, and especially when, I mean, you do you can make a, a living out of it, you know. Um, and I hope to sometime, strictly for my artwork, you know. Um, 
you know, I mean, that's a real accomplishment, you know, making a living off of something you create. So on this kind of, I'm, I'm headed kind of for that, that goal of just, of just being able to just make a living off strictly my artwork. Um, so, but, uh, I don't know. Um, if, if it's something you enjoy, something you you love, you know, um, I think, you know, it's what you should do. I can't imagine myself doing, doing something else, uh, instead. So, um, and, and again, I, I, I love teaching, um, and so that's because it's, it's kind of it's kind of uh, made me into a, uh, a a teacher as well, and I, I'm I'm glad that that happened. Well, Robert, that is wonderful advice, and and that is true. I talk to a lot of artists that, and I would say that the vast majority of artists do teach art in some some right. level or in some you know space. And and I think a lot of them, and you've kind of said it too, they all say that they also, they're, they're not only the teacher, but they become the student as well. They learn either through research for teaching or or from a student. So it's that sharing of, of ideas and and talent that uh, that I think draws everyone to that. Right. Right. Definitely. Well, Robert, I want to thank you for being on An Artist Speaks today. All right. Well, thank you. I had a good time. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the site's really nice. Um, I'm glad to, glad to see my work on here. Um, glad to talk about it. Uh, it, it was, it's good going on here and, and sort of thinking about these. It's, it's uh, um, kind of puts, a, you know, it's been, a, it's been over the last few years, so it Kind of, I'm kind of looking at these and kind of um, connecting them to, to, to the past, and so I don't know. It's a good site. I hope people check out my artwork, and I hope they, you know, look at what I'm talking, kind of get an idea of what I'm what I'm speaking of, and hopefully they can sort of relate to it. Um, so, but yeah, it was, it was a good opportunity. So, uh, thank you. Well, thank you, and we look forward to seeing more of your art. Okay, thank you so much. And I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And again, to view Robert Andy's stunning art, to listen to this interview, and of course purchase some of Robert Andy's art, visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online. And I want to let all of the artists listening in today know that Contemporary Art Gallery Online hosts a monthly art competition and exhibition. To enter your art, just click on the Artition tab and follow the prompts. And while you're there, you can check out all of the upcoming competitions and exhibitions. And if you're an architect, interior designer, or just a lover of art who likes to have interesting and beautiful art adorning your walls, then visit us at Contemporary Art Gallery Online and view some of the most exciting original art that you just can't find anywhere else. And while visiting our gallery, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog. So please sign up so you can keep up with all that is happening at the gallery. An Artist Speaks airs every other Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we'll meet again in two weeks. Thank you for listening today and have a great rest of your weekend.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.